In the 2001 remake, Ocean's Eleven, a rather eclectic team is assembled to execute the ultimate heist, a Las Vegas vault with $150 million inside. One team member is recruited because they're a pickpocket. One is an electronics and surveillance expert. Two are skilled mechanics. Two are con artists. One is an explosives expert. And another is a Chinese acrobat. Others played leadership and planning roles, all to pull off what can't be done. Say we get into the cage and, and through the security doors there and down the elevator we can't move and past the guards with the guns and into the vault we can't open. Without being seen by the cameras. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, well, say we do all that. Uh, we're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash on us without getting stopped? Yeah. Today on Stories and Strategies, the 11 capabilities of a professional communications team. No one professional can have deep abilities in all these skills, but an ensemble team is worth its weight in gold. My name is Doug Downs. My guest today is Professor Amy Thurlow from Mount St. Vincent University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hello, Amy. Hi, Doug. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me with you today. Well, and thanks for being here. Um, and I loved uh, the short time that I got to spend in Halifax. Um, it, I had really limited time. I was there on work and I basically had an afternoon and I had to choose between going up the hill to see the Citadel on a nice sunny day or down the hill to Pier 21, which is where my mother arrived in Canada from England as a little girl in the Second World War. So down the hill I went and it's it's an amazing, amazing place to see. Well, you couldn't go wrong. Those are both great options, uh, up the hill or down the hill. Uh, you'll just have to come back, Doug, and see the Citadel another time and some of our other famous sites as well. We've got lots of history as you've uh, identified there. And, and we've also got some beautiful landscape and, and other uh, nice tourist attractions, so. Fully intend to and, and spend more time in the province as, as a whole, because it's amazing. Great. Amy, you have your bachelor's degree in public relations from Mount St. Vincent, your master of arts from St. Mary's University, the one in Halifax, your APR accreditation in public relations through CPRS. You're also a fellow in CPRS and your PhD in management. As well, you are a professor of communication studies at Mount St. Vincent. Amy, the Global Alliance for Public Relations and Communications Management is a confederation of the world's major PR and communication management associations representing about 280,000 practitioners and academics worldwide. The Global Capability Framework is intended as a benchmark for how individuals, professionals, and teams perform at their best. Tell me about the framework and how long this took to develop. Thank you. Yes. Um, so the framework's been developed as part of an international research project. Uh, this was led by Professor Anne Gregory at Huddersfield University in the UK, um, but it involves researchers and professional associations from across uh, seven continents and nine countries. And the project's been unfolding for the past four years. In the first two years, we established the components of the framework. 
Um, so what that meant was each country specific team carried out a similar research methodology and identified course, uh, core capabilities in in that country. So in Canada, I worked with Alex Sevigny, my colleague at McMaster University, and we conducted a three-phase study. First, we used a Delphi technique. And uh, what that means is we put together a panel of experts in public relations in Canada. So we sought out the, um, the PR thought leaders across the country, and we included experts from three groups, practitioners, employers, and educators. We asked this uh, panel to individually identify for us their their top 10 capabilities. And uh, when we had established that list, we, we sent that sort of accumulated list around again to the um, experts and we asked them to um, uh, run through it again and see what they agreed with or what they wanted to change. We did actually three iterations of that process. And in the end, we came out with a, with a list of um, the top 10 capabilities that that group of experts agreed with. Uh, then the next phase of, of that piece of research, we um, set up interviews and focus groups with other practitioners, uh, employers, and educators. And we tested what we had found with our expert group uh, amongst the, the broader group. And we made some adjustments there with, with their findings. And then finally, the third phase, we, we did a countrywide national survey of practitioners, employers, and educators in public relations. Um, and we tested our, our um, framework with that group. So, so we came out with a result that we're quite confident with, and we ended up with a list of 10 Canadian core capabilities. So each country did that. Then we all got together and created a global framework. So we looked for similarities or um, you know, core capabilities that came out no matter the geography, the culture, the, you know, different jurisdictions. And that made our global capability framework that we're talking about today. We ended up with 11 capabilities in that framework. Um, and now in, in the recent, the last, I'd say, year and a half, we've been developing an assessment tool. So we can apply that framework or individuals or, or teams can apply that framework um, and use that for professional development. 11 capabilities. And you mentioned the three groupings, which thank you. That makes it a little, little easier for me uh, just getting into it. Let's zoom in on each of the three groupings, starting with communication capabilities. What are the subsets or sub-bullets of that grouping and, and what do they mean? Sure. So so first I'll just uh, make a quick mention of the term capabilities itself. So there has been previous research on competencies or key performance indicators or sort of other aspects of public relations performance. In this study, we chose to look at capabilities which are understood to be sort of a higher level, broader um, interpretation of, of public relations performance. And the difference is, is sort of not just knowing how to do the job, but making judgments on what is the right job to do. So it's, it's that uh, sort of broader context to it. Um, so we were looking for fairly broad categories to organize our list of, of capabilities. And as you mentioned, in the communication capabilities category, uh, we had four capabilities. And um, so, for example, the first one is to align communication strategies with organizational purpose and values. And um, that's, that's a pretty broad uh, statement. So we broke that down a little bit to just give people, 
you know, an idea of, okay, what sort of comments did we get from our experts and our, you know, our other groups that helped define what that statement means. So for example, you set clear communication objectives that are aligned to organizational objectives. Um, and then you see those through. You act as an architect of communication plans. You enact purpose, values, and policies. Or for example, you understand how communication can or cannot help an organization realize its objectives. So it gives, a, I use the word context there, but just, just a little more clarity to what we're talking about. Great. Uh, the second grouping was organizational capabilities. Right. So, so along the same uh, uh, idea, we we also had some some sweeping, <laughs> you know, descriptions of capability there, and we just wanted to break it down a little bit. For example, the first capability in that category is to build and enhance organizational reputation. So, I mean, that's a broad statement, but we broke that down into you identify, analyze, and strategically advise on key issues and risks for the organization. You help the organization define and enact its purpose and values. You help shape organizational culture and its processes. You understand and manage key intangible assets such as brand culture or sustainability. So, so it just gives um, the individuals using the, the tool a little bit more background about what these, these different capabilities entail. And then that third grouping, professional capabilities. Right. So, so one of the um, um, interesting, so ethics, public relations ethics came up in this category as a professional capability. And it was hard to really nail down how we wanted to describe ethics or, or you know, how we want to reflect what our experts and our other respondents were, were talking to us about in terms of ethics. So the statement of capability is to work within an ethical framework on behalf of the organization in line with professional and society's expectations. Right? So we broke that down. We consider business objectives in the light of society's expectations. We clarify the consequences of a proposed action on others, ensuring potential outcomes are understood by decision makers. Another sub capability there is you understand and apply ethical frameworks and you recognize and observe the societal obligations of professionals. One of the applications, in fact, the main application of, of this set of capabilities is that they apply to me as an individual practitioner within the industry, as well as those who are building teams. These are the capabilities you want within your teams. When I read the report, every single bullet and sub-bullet, I nodded my head, said, yep, I'm supposed to be able to do. And th then the truth was what was going on in the back of my mind was, well, I get that, but I, I know I'm not, I'm not necessarily all that good at, at that particular part. And then the report says that's normal. In fact, there is no such thing as a person who is really, really good at all 11 of these, not, not to a modern day capability. That's a unicorn. Right. Yes. Yeah. So the, so the intention is not to um, encourage individuals to, to, um, you know, enhance their capabilities in all the areas, but to really give benchmarks so that individuals, and then very useful in, in the case of teams or team building, for example, um, can plot for themselves what areas they need to have, ex, you know, increased expertise in or um, what areas are, are um, strengths that they have that they might be able to bring to an organization. So it's not, um, 
prescriptive in that sense. It's more of an assessment for individual um, capability building. And it, that we each have different skills uh, and that the assembly of a great team is going to contain uh, to a large portion. This is the recipe uh, to help achieve that. Exactly. And of course, the team building piece of this is, I think, going to be so useful to organizations because a team leader can um, sort of aggregate the individual assessments of their team members. And, and you get this sort of layered um, mapping of where strengths uh, or maybe gaps in the team team expertise lie. And then as a collective, um, you can say, okay, we need to increase in this area and put some resources into that or, you know, think about hiring strategies around that. Sometimes you find yourself in a clutch situation where you need deep ability at a niche skill. And Hollywood loves that narrative of different skills and even getting the team back together. You remember Space Jam <laughs> back in 1990s, right? Yes. Here's the situation. The Toon Squad playing a critical basketball game against the Monstars. We all remember it. Ten seconds left in the game. Toon Squad down by one, took a timeout. They need someone with special skills to put together and execute a game-saving play. Enter Bill Murray. Hey! Perhaps I could be of some assistance. That's our fifth guy. Now you get to live up your dream. Let's go. All right. All right. You need to score two Here's points. Here's how I see it. Duck. Yes. You kick it into the girl bunny yeah. down in the post. You dish it back out to the guy bunny. Got you swing it. around the mic over here. You Bill. go to the hole Bill. and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Typical. All right, you're going to have to listen to Mike on this, guys. Okay. Listen up. It's a, it's a great example. He had niche skills, just not the right kind, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, what happens with this assessment tool in the future for individuals and teams? Is this one? Is this a living plan or does it get reassessed or how does it work? Well, exciting news for any of your listeners who are members of the Canadian Public Relations Society uh, right now because CPRS has just launched the Global Capability Framework assessment tool for all of its members free of charge, uh, available through the website. And so now all CPRS members can use the assessment tool and benefit from those insights from the framework, but also apply it either individually or as, as a team, whatever, uh, however that works best in their situation. Um, we're following close behind our neighbors at PRSA, uh, Public Relations Society of America, which had just launched in December the framework for their members. Um, and there are a number of countries around the world who have um, introduced the framework in different ways for, for members through their professional associations as well. So um, I think what we'll see is um, information gathering and, and finding out um, how those different um, jurisdictions have used the framework and, you know, Will it evolve over time? Uh, will we find that teamwork or team building is is the dominant area that we want to look at? You know, we'll keep our eye on that sort of thing. Um, but essentially what it means is we'll start to tackle this ongoing, this sort of nagging problem in, in public relations of a definition, you know, defining the profession and really being able to define what it means to practice, you know, excellent public relations or, um, to be a, a very comprehensive public relations team or 
or a public relations counselor, and we'll be able to identify more fully, I think, um, from a global perspective, what that means in a very concerted way. So if someone asks me what I do for a living, I might actually be able to tell them and have it make sense? Well, I, I teach the first year uh, Public Relations Foundations course at Mount St. Vincent uh, most years. And uh, this year again, too, I teach it in the fall. And the, the first two weeks we spend uh, defining public relations. And the, and the question is essentially, uh, when your friends and family ask you, uh, what 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 are you taking at school? What are you doing? You know, there's this sort of moment of not being able to to get your head around that. So um, I'm hoping that this will contribute to that uh, global work in really defining the purpose. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we've provided a link in the show notes um, to, to start getting to the report online, but how does one navigate through there? Because there are the 11 global capabilities and then for each country, um, there were the capabilities that were specific to each country. What's the best way to navigate through the tool there? So for CPRS, um, the CPRS launch of this, um, it's through the CPRS website, cprs.ca. And when you click through um, that link, you'll find it on the website there. And the assessment tool piece of the framework is um, very easy to use. So it's an online tool and it's basically a questionnaire where you self-assess um, how you rank yourself against the capabilities and then how you um, perceive your need in future. So you rank yourself where you are now and then where you want to be and you set the time frame. you know, three months, a year, wh however far out you want to be. And then the tool itself will provide the visual assessment that allows you to build that map. So um, it's maybe sounds complicated how I said that just right there, but when you're actually in it, it's, it's very step-by-step -step and, uh, and the tool leads you through it. So yeah. um, once you get there, I think it will be fairly easy to navigate. Amy, thank you. Loved getting together with you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Professor Amy Thurlow, you can email her at amy.com. Thurlow at msvu.ca. It's in the show notes, of course. If you liked what you heard today, we're hoping you choose to subscribe to Stories and Strategies and receive updated episodes automatically. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's at comms underscore podcast. We're hoping you choose to follow and rate this podcast on any directory. And would you do us a favor? Recommend this podcast to one friend. If you have an idea for an episode, you just want to tell us something, send us a note at info at jgrcommunications.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>